Greetings, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to my new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast series. We have been overwhelmed with the responses that people have shared from listening to these messages on my SiriusXM show over the years. Those listeners, and they're sharing my show with their network, telling people about it, telling their family members, their friends, and their coworkers about this show and the impact it's having on their lives. That's the main reason that this show is now number one for self-help in America, and I'm very grateful. Yet, we realize that many people do not have satellite radio and therefore could not experience for themselves the message. They could not get it for themselves. So we are now sharing these messages with everyone via this new podcast. Enjoy it and share it with your network. And let's help even more people to do more, be more, and achieve more. Tell everybody so that they can live a Wealthy Ways life as well. Welcome to the new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And remember, your best is yet to come. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. And you are right. It only takes a minute to change your life. The minute you make a decision and move in a new direction is the minute you change your life. Oh, you might not hit your destination in a minute, but you certainly can change your direction in a minute. And the minute, the moment that you change your direction is the minute that you change your life. Well, this is Dr. Willie Jolly. I want to welcome you to the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show. I am grateful for each and every one of you who tunes in or turns this on or makes this a part of your weekly activity or just in, as my, one guy told me, he said, I, ma- I make this podcast part of my daily commute to work, one or the other one of your shows. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Share this with everybody you know. Tell them to tune in on the radio or Turn on the podcast, but do this because we are creating programs and content designed to help you do more, be more, achieve more, and have greater wealth. Not just financial wealth, but also physical wealth, health wealth, intellectual health, uh, relationship health, every which way we can find wealth, we want to create it. Well, you know, I start every moment with you have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it. Forced upon you, you can't refuse it. You didn't seek it, you didn't choose it. But it's up to you to use it. You must suffer if you lose it. Give account if you abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but your eternities are wrapped up in it. And that is God's Minute from Dr. Benjamin Elijah Mays, who was Martin Luther King Jr.'s mentor. It has been my signature since... I started speaking almost 30 years ago, and my book, It Only Takes a Minute to Change Your Life, my one-minute motivational messages on syndicated radio are all built on that minute, and it actually is called God's Minute, and I take a moment at the beginning of everything I do to give God some glory, to give him some praise, to to be grateful for the things that God has blessed me with, and I'm grateful for the show. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for all the gifts, and most of all, I'm grateful for life and strength and health. God's gift to us is life. Our gift to God is what we do with our lives, and I say you should do something extraordinary with your life. So do that, and today's guest is someone who exemplifies that in tremendous impact on the world and the impact she has had on so many people over the years. Many of you know her. She is a, she's, well, she's iconic and she has done so many things. She is a lady who has had a nationally syndicated television show. 
She has had 11 best-selling books. She was named uh, Comedian of the Year, Entertainer of the Year, National College Speaker of the Year, and so many other accolades. We could go on and on. She is a sociologist, has a doctorate in sociology, and is one of the most incredible lecturers on the planet. No one defies stereotypes like this woman. She was born in Delaware, Wilmington, the sixth of seven children. She was told by a high school teacher that she was not college material. Fortunately, there was another teacher who believed that she was destined for more. She applied to several schools without any idea how she would pay the tuition, but she applied. And God would so happen to make it that when she was accepted to the University of Florida, Jackson University in Florida, a wealthy benefactor called the admissions office looking for a student who had the right stuff, just needed some underwriting and some backing. And she was the one. She went on to get... Uh, uh, will graduate magna cum laude from Jacksonville, where she was awarded the President's Cup. She earned a PhD in sociology from Kent State University at the age of 26 and was teaching. And people packed out her classes. They had to keep growing bigger and bigger places to hold her classes. They had to almost build a stadium to, to allow her to be able to share her classes because she was not only inspirational and informational, but she was funny. She is one of the funniest women on the planet, and you know her. You've seen her on television. You've seen her show. They even now have it at a... Uh, in one of the universities, her own classrooms in her name. We're talking about the one and only Bertice Berry. Dr. Bertice Berry. Bertice, how oh, are you? I'm doing great, Dr. <laughs> Jolly. Thank you, thank you. Wow, I was like, who's he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I gave them the thumbnail sketch of who you are. Tell us a little more about Bertice Berry and where she came from, what she's all about. You know, lately I've been doing some crazy life just keeps growing it keeps evolving that's what i'm about right um you know when i think back uh to just wishing to be able to go to college just wishing to be able to get out to do more to learn and when you wish to learn you you know you ask for wisdom god's like oh okay <laughs> you want my own so i love learning and i haven't stopped but um I had a, a struggle not too long ago, maybe about five years ago, six years ago. I had a head injury. Mm. And um, so, you know, you have to go through a healing process. And I decided at one point I was just praying to get back to where I was. I was accustomed to reading six books every week. Wow. And, you know, writing and doing. And, and I wasn't able to. Yes. I couldn't function past a certain hour. And I couldn't drive. I couldn't read. It was devastating. And so at first I just wanted to get back to where I was. And then I said, you know what? I want to be better than I was. And I found some information from the Heart Math Institute, H-E-A-R-T, math, M-A-T-H. Um, and they had different techniques for moving to your heart because the heart also has a brain. Mm. And as I was healing, you know, I became very sensitive. I became aware of things that I hadn't paid attention to before. You know, your ego is knocked out of whack when you can't function like you normally function. Right. And so I just opened my heart. 
And, you know, part of the process was to be open to whatever comes. Mm. So after I was going through the healing, I was able to drive again, able to go do all the lectures and things. Um, for a while, I had to do everything in the morning. Nothing could be done at night. Wow. But I was back on my normal schedule. And one day I was sitting in my house. I had come back from Singapore. And something said, make a dress. And I laughed because I couldn't sew a button on. Wow. And it said, make a dress. And I was like, that's crazy. I guess I would need a pattern. And I had just, I brought some, some beautiful silk hand-woven fabric back from Singapore for a friend who is a designer and tailor. And, and so I remembered, well, I had that fabric. I guess I could use that. So I thought, well, I'm going to need to cut something else first. But then something said, it's just fabric. Mm. And I cut it. I had to sew it by hand because I didn't know how to use a machine. This was a year and a half ago. Wow. It'll be two years at the end of the summer. And I said, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how to sew. I sewed it by hand, and it was so wonderful, I wore it the next day to church. Wow. And somebody said, did you lose weight? I was like, no, I made my dress. <laughs> and they said, well, give me a hug. I said, no, it might fall apart. <laughs> so since then... I have been making and designing. I have patents. I have, I mean. Wow. Whole new industry opened up. Crazy. Wow. I, I've, I've been invited to do a show in the south of France this summer. Um, I have a line. It's called Indie Indie Designs. It stands for Not Dead, Not Done. Wow. Um, not Dead, Not Done. Indie, yeah. Not Dead, Not Done. Yeah, because because we, you know, you get to a point, you get comfortable in the groove, in the lane that you've cut out, in whatever it is that you've done, and you think that's it. You know, when when I say to people, you don't know what you don't know, I add, you don't know what you do know. Mm. Because I have this spatial intelligence. I don't measure anybody. I look at them and I go, oh, okay. You got kind of long arms. Okay, well, let's go. Oh, okay. And literally... You know, half an hour later, here's your dress. What are you talking about? When, when did you make this? Um, it's opened up a world like nothing else. Wow. I'm still writing. In fact, I'm working on two novels right now um, and and had to stop and go do some research this morning that was amazing. Yes. Um, but, but um, and lecturing and traveling all over the world still but just remaining open to what else there is. We're not, you know, you, you, you people retire. They say, well, I know what I'm doing or I, I know what this is. You don't know. Mm. I literally, after I made three dresses, I gave away everything that I, every piece of clothes that I had. I gave them all away. And I said, I'm going to make my own clothes. My daughter was like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> You still calling me to thread your machine. <laughs> and today she was making something. I said, honey, what's taking you so long? You're just making a little baby dress. <laughs> she was like, oh, this is so funny. I can't believe you. And so I said to her, you need me? She, she was so angry. She was so angry because she'd been sewing years before me. Wow. Wow. But, but we have to just remain open. So... So that's going on. Um, lectures are still happening. I'm, I'm working this weekend with a group called 100, um, the, um, 100 Miles. The, the coast of conservation is here in, in Savannah. Well, they're in Georgia. 
and, and it's about the preservation of the coast. So I can go from there to next week, a retreat in Connecticut. Um, there's something else happening this weekend. Oh, the Savannah Stars, and then I go from there to an insurance company. But every day it's different. Every day, and, it, and my life has always been that way, that you're speaking to a different group. You have to understand different things about that group. Sociology affords you the opportunity to think about the world differently. But this design thing has opened up some stuff that I cannot even fathom. I made a dress recently um, to celebrate or commem commemorate what's called the weeping time here. It was a period of in time in, in 18. 55, I want to say 59, 59, um, when uh, the largest sale of African Americans was sold, sold in one, well, it was a two-day period. Um, 436 people were sold wow. in one period of sale. And so it's called the weeping time. And I made a dress out of this uh, woven cotton, and I put the name of every person and their age that was sold. Wow. And... One of my friends saw it, and she said, that needs to go in a museum. And, you know, the next day, the museum was calling saying, hey, we want your dress. Wow. <laughs> so, so, right. I print fabrics. I print um, different images and people. So, you know, you walk around and you see these people with all these cute little things. Well, I, I, I'll print something. I have uh, Butterfly McQueen and... Hattie McDaniel and Dorothy Dandridge, you know, on a dress. Wow. And, so, and, and it's, it's, it's starting something completely new that I've never done. I love this not dead, not done, and you got not more done. to do. You had a head injury, but you refuse to let that stop you. And so we're going to talk about some of the things that you have been able to to achieve and how you can help others to do some of the incredible things that you've done through some strategies that you share in your lectures. It's incredible what you do and what you continue to do. We're going to take a quick break. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. My special guest is Dr. Bert Teesberry, and we'll be right back. And for sure, your best is yet to come. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the All Access badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, all sorts of interesting and informational interviews for my XM show. I'm telling you, this is a great page. And why do I do it? Because I've learned that the more we give, the more we get. And the more we help other people to grow and go to the next level, the more we receive in our business. So we want to help you. Tell your friends about it. Go to Facebook and get my information. Go to my website. Get my free resources. And get on wjspeaks.com and hit that all 
access badge. It looks like a backstage pass. Click it. You'll get behind-the-scenes information to the special page to help you grow. All we want in return, all we ask, is that you pass it on. Because the more you give, the more you get. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And for those who are wondering, that music is from my um, Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Money and, Mo- Money and Music and Motivation CD set. And it's something you can actually get on my website at WillieJolly.com. If you're not on my newsletter, if you're not connected to me and getting the weekly news beat about what we share from the guests, the learning points from these great guests we have, then you need to go to willyjolly.com slash gift, willyjolly.com slash gift, where you'll get a gift of some of the resources that have changed my life and that have changed lives of others, as well as you'll get signed up to our newsletter. So willyjolly.com slash gift. My guest is is a woman who is... uh, just a renaissance woman. That's the best way I can say it. She is at a sociologist. That's the truth. You're a sociologist. <laughs> you're a comedian. You're an entrepreneur. You own a store. You got these children that you uh, gathered up uh, who, were, who were in need of someone to love them. You're a good friend to our friend Marlon Smith, both of our Absolutely. friends Marlon Smith. You're just all over. And you are funny. I mean, I, I've watched your videos and your YouTube stuff. Golly. Someone said to me one time, I was speaking at an event and you had been there the year before I spoke. And they said, I hope you as funny as Bertie's Berry. <laughs> and they said, nobody makes faces like Bertie's Berry. Yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, so let's talk about, you went from teaching sociology uh, at Kent State, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. To becoming a stand-up comedian, yes, and then went on to become a college lecturer. The how did all this transpire? Yeah, well, Tell me the know, story. I was teaching, and I um I was in a class one day, and and somebody said, you know, you should be a comedian, and 
you're funny. And I said, no, I'm a scholar. And they were like, nope, you're funny. <laughs> and so um, I was in Ohio at a club called Hilarities. Now, my mentors, Steve Harvey, uh, Drew Carey, Jeff Foxworthy, these are the guys that would take me around um, um, and, and just show me the ropes. Mike Veneman was the guy who was in the class and was like, you got to do this. So they they urged me to go do uh, a comedy night, an amateur night. And at the time, amateurs were not amateurs. They were people who needed $50, <laughs> who had been out working at, at comedy. And I won. Wow. Um, and so I like this idea of using humor to make people think. Mm. There's an interesting observation that if something is interesting, funny, or bizarre, people are more likely to remember and to want to learn more. So I started using humor in my classrooms, and which was necessary because I was teaching statistics. Wow. So, so um, then I, you know, started doing, became very popular really quickly. And I would do colleges, and they go, oh, my God, you are so funny, but you make us think. We were wondering, could you do a lecture? And I was like, oh, yeah. That's kind of what I do. <laughs> so then I started lecturing, and I really liked the idea of combining the two. Um, you know, the, it, it is easier to make people laugh when they come in expecting to think right. than it is to make people think when they come in expecting to laugh. Wow. Um, unfortunately, we live in a culture that doesn't want to think. We look down on smart people. We don't like intelligence. We don't like intellectuals. Um, and you know it's a generalization, but to me, um, you know, I, I'm I'm in this writing this book right now, a novel, and I've been um, for Lenten season, I've been reading and rereading the narratives of enslaved people. Uh-huh. And the first thing they did, Dr. Jolly, when they got to freedom, was one, they looked for their family members. Mm. And the second thing, they went to they wanted to learn to read and write. And, and get educated. Yes. Education was critical, and that's who we are, and we have to remember that and constantly live that way. So it's, it's constant learning. It, one thing led to the next. Um, you know, I'm from a very funny family. My family is funnier than I'll ever be. You go home for Thanksgiving, you will see the entire Color Purple reenacted at dinner. <laughs> it's just going to happen. Um, you know, you know, Sophia, you know, the whole dinner, um, you know, I was with my granddaughter today and I'm going up some steps and she is three, she's three and she's going up the steps and she goes, eh, eh, eh. I'm like, what is she doing? Eh. And then she turned to me and said, that's what you do. <laughs> I'm like, you're three, you're already in on the act. <laughs> Humor comes naturally to my family, but I was not the funny one in the family. Wow. Everybody else was funny. So when it was time to use humor to teach, I just remembered. My faces are what they are because I don't think about it. Um, someone once said to me, you know, the reason why you're, you're so funny and you're so good is because you don't care how you look. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I, I think I... Put a little time into how I look. <laughs> but what they meant was you will um, bring your whole self to this without a concern of 
remaining polished or... Or vanity in that sense. Right, yes. right. Yes. So that's a wonderful thing. Well, when you see you, on, when I look at you on on videos, the ideas, the, the thoughts, the stories. So you yes. were able to take the comedy, the intellectualism, the sociology, and thought to meld it into a message that just just blew the socks off. Uh, I remember when, you know, 25 years ago, when I first heard about you, uh, I heard about this woman who was doing, just just killing the college market. And I said, who is she? And she said, Bertie's Barry, Bertie. And then I hear about the TV show. She's going to be national TV show. And then I see you on Oprah. And I, I said, this woman is just incredible. And it's continued. And then you started writing the books. Now, name a couple of the books so people can know what they're um, about. Redemption Song, The Haunting of Hip Hop, The Ties That Bind, um, When Love Calls, You Better Answer, uh, you might be ghetto. <laughs> uh, the sequel, you still ghetto. Um, <laughs> uh, oh Lord! Tell me you a know, little bit. Of, you might be ghetto. You you might be ghetto yeah, if you might what? be ghetto if um, there's one of those plastic runners in your hallway that throws you a thousand feet when you come in. <laughs> you might be ghetto if there's a Maxwell House coffee can in the center of the burner's stove with, you know, grease in it. You might be ghetto. You know, the funny thing about that book is that I didn't have to leave the house to write it. <laughs> I, didn't have to, I didn't have to do any research. My brother was visiting this summer. Now, my brother is a retired Marine, mastered gunnery sergeant, E-9. He has the first dime he ever made, you know. Yes. <laughs> He's brilliant, he, you know. And so we went to the flea market because he loves the flea market. And, and, and so we come back in the house, and we have like five fans that have poles. Now, Willie, you know, I have, I have air conditioning. Right. I have several units on this house, maybe four units on this house. Yes. But we come in with five fans, and my daughter's like, what are y'all doing with the fans? And my brother's like, you don't understand. These fans, the sound of them will put you to sleep. They sound so good. And my daughter's like, Mom, would you get these ghetto fans out of the house? <laughs> no, you don't understand, honey. You have to turn on the air as early as you do. And the sound of it, she's like, I can't hear you talk. I cannot hear you over the ghetto fan. But there are some things that you hold on to because of the memories that, that, that absolutely. you know, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You know your ghetto if you have all these plants in your house and none of them are alive. None of them. <laughs> none of them. So, so you write the books, you, you give the yeah. lectures. How, do you, how have you marketed your business? How did you grow your business? How did you get known? What were the systems that you in, un, undertook? If I were to lean into anything, it would be, um, I would tell people to watch, I think there's a 13-part series, the Think and Grow Rich series. Yep, yep. The originals from the yep. 1960s or yep. something. Yep, um, And near the end, he really gets into some faith science of the mind stuff that's kind of out there. Right, but it was um, it was exactly what uh, Napoleon Hill taught. Yeah, and it's it, exactly that. Yeah, okay. And if you start, you know, like if you, you have to start from the beginning. You can't just jump to the end and expect to understand it. That, you have exactly to, right. You got to read know, it. Because, because you Listen. know, people, like today, someone asked for my business card, and I was like, oh, honey, I don't have no business card. <laughs> 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 and, and, 
And, you know, Marlon and I laugh about this, that our business has been word of mouth. Yes, and yes. And we work nonstop. So that's, that's the system. The system is, is that system. You, you, you worked on your craft, you became good at it, and... Well, I mean, well it, it is... It is uh, when I was 12, my sister gave me a copy of Science of the Mind. Mm. And I said, I wanted a bike. <laughs> 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 what you giving me this book for? I want to buy it. <laughs> but that is a system that is, it works. Okay, I got about it. it. Napoleon Hill was given the opportunity to interview the wealthiest people living and to find out from them what it was that made them successful. These are all self-made people. So, you know, like we want to go to an MBA program and try to get that. You know, as a sociologist, I'm kind of laughing. I'm like, mm, right. you know, business people don't do research. Right. Sociologists do. The, yes. the scientific methodology is like where I live and breathe. But the scientific methodology is faith. That's right. There you go, that faith. You have to grab this object, this idea that is a dream, and you have to operationalize it so that you can define it to someone else, but mainly to yourself. Absolutely. Once I, you operationalize ooh, it, you a, create a hypothesis, and then you go out and you test that hypothesis. Actually, you don't. You test the null hypothesis. You test the opposite and say, if there is no God, then none of this is possible. Mm. And you, then you see that it is possible. Right. And that's the piece that is kind of, you know, I had not written a book when I got a six-figure book deal. Wow. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. we got to take yes, a quick I break. Will. We'll be right back after station identification. This is Dr. Willie Jolly with my special guest, Bertiz Barry. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for years I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week. And you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month. And then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year and you're on your way to a greater life. And it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Rather than starting your day with bad news, how many people got killed or how many children got snatched or how many fires there were, I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to Willie.Jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose. And we're back with the Dr. Willie Jolly Show with my special guest, Bert Teesberry. And I want to give a gift to everybody. She mentioned about Napoleon Hill and the book Think and Grow Rich and the, the, the series. The book, I want to give the book to all of you who would like a copy. I've got a digital copy I want to give you if you go to wow. williejolly.com slash gift. That's the book to change my life. Somebody gave it to me when I was at my lowest point. Somebody gave me that book and said, read this book, it'll change your life. I read it, it changed my life, and they gave me an audio cassette, a motivational audio cassette, back when we were cassettes, and a guy on the tape was Charlie Tremendous Jones, great man of faith, who said, in five years, you'll be the same person you are today, except for the people you meet who inspire you, and the books you read that empower you. And I started reading books, that Think and Grow Rich was the first one. I started getting around positive people who started changing my life, like a Bertie's Barry, like a Marlon Smith, like a Les Brown, and those people started to change my 
thinking that I started to see things differently. I didn't see myself as a grasshopper anymore. I saw my, uh, as, as an ant, I saw myself as a winner and I started to see myself as an overcomer. And that's how I was able to write a setback as a setup for a comeback and an attitude of excellence. So I want to give that if you go to willyjolly.com slash gift or just WJ speaks, wjspeaks.com slash gift. Okay. Bertie's you were talking about faith and how you Faith helps you yeah. to become who you so, are. Yeah, but, but again, faith without works is yes. not dead. I love that you're giving that book, and I want people to like really work it. Do what he says, and like and watch watch it happen. Wow. The faith, though, the building, the seeing that you're giving that. I mean, anybody listening who doesn't take advantage of that is is, is like, okay, you just don't want to change. They don't want success. <laughs> you, just don't, you, you don't want the truth. Um, so, so you know, there there's the faith part, and then the faith without works is is dead, right? So. You have to, like you said earlier, you have to hone your craft. You have to do it. I sow something every day. I'm new at this, and every day I get better. It's a gift. It, it was poured into me, came out of nowhere, but I still have to work at improving it. You have to surround yourself with the right people. You have to get the right tools. Right. Um, anybody who's going into business, if you're going into business for yourself, stay in the business that you're in for at least two years. Amen. <laughs> while you're doing it and build it on the weekends or build create a day where you're doing nothing but that business nothing but it eat drink sleep it um and be willing to build it and let it build even if it starts slow i had a conversation with a friend yesterday and she said well i want to do an event but uh, i don't know and i got she told i said well if you get 20 people who come and 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 you make some profit that's good she said 20 people that's nothing i said oh all all streams start with a drip. Okay. I, I, that's absolutely right. And when you hear people who are not willing, you know, people say to me all the time, I want to speak for a living. I'm like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> what, do you know what this life is really like? And then, then you ask them, what do you want to talk about? Well, I, I just want to do what you do. Then I can't help you. Right. Because this, the, being, if, Speaking, public speaking is the most difficult thing anybody's going to do. It's not less difficult for us. It's the vehicle with which we share the wisdom that we sit in a corner in the wilderness really gathering. That's the part that's joyful. Yes. But to do it, if there's 20 people to show up, that's 20 more than you had when you were just thinking about it. That's right. But I really advise people to have great counsel. And the best counsel you should have is somebody a financial person. I don't mean these people who, you know, I do taxes and I sell barbecue on the side. I don't I don't I don't mean that. I mean <laughs> I mean people who are certified. It's like two things that you really shouldn't mess with. Don't get therapy from somebody who said they're called to be your therapist. Right. You need a licensed therapist. And you need a licensed financial person, take it from someone who knows, to, to help you. Because, you you know, like if you're building a business with finance in mind in the beginning, yeah. you begin to see, you avoid a lot of pitfalls. Right. I, was, I was driving, um, I went to pick up some, some fabric the other day that was woven, hand-woven stuff from the 1820s, and you know who made that. Right. Um, and so I went to pick it up. 
and I saw I just looked up and there was a clothing store and it was called B Berry. I mean Wow. I was like, Woo So I was like, Well we're gonna turn around and I'm gonna take a picture. That's really cool. And so of course I posted and my friends are like, That's the Lord telling you to get that business, girl. You need to get that business. That's the Lord, that's the Lord. I'm like, No, it ain't Cause the Lord, me and the Lord done talked about overhead. Right. We know we don't need no overhead. Right. So Keep that overhead in, over your head. There you go. It's 2019. Yes. Why are you working in a separate building that is not your house and you're not in pajamas? Right. I mean, there you go. Like, it just doesn't make sense. My studio's in my home. My, uh, my right. overhead is over my head. Exactly. So when you pay your mortgage or when it's paid, so is your your business is paid for. Yes. So people want to, you know, these grand ideas and it's got to be, it's going to be 2,000 people. And I saw it and, and the Lord showed it to me. Yes, but did, did the Lord show you the calendar? Was it this year? So, <laughs> you know, the practicality of dreaming is so beautiful because I dream huge dreams. Because God is going to go exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond what I can think or ask. So I reach really, really high. And then I have these other goals that are along the way and the things that I'm doing. I have a list of things to be well, like go outside and get fresh air. You know, sometimes I'm sitting at a desk and working, and I have to stop, look at that list, and go, oh, yeah, you ain't been outside today. Amen. The big things will happen before the little things will happen, but you still have to put them in order. You still have to study. You still have to learn. You don't get to just jump up and I want to. And if you do, there's still maintenance involved. Right. The difference between rich and wealthy is maintenance. Woo, say that again. I'm telling you, That's the difference good. between rich and wealthy is maintenance. You can get that house, but can you maintain it? Mm. You got that car, have you maintained it? And the first step of maintenance is gratitude. And we need to, we really, you know, I started reading these narratives, slave narratives, the narratives of enslaved people. And first I thought, I'm not going to get through this because I'm too angry. And then it occurred to me, if I'm reading a narrative of someone from the period of slavery, that means they got to freedom, stupid, keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then they became really inspirational. But the thing that hit me more than anything else, it wasn't about anybody else. It wasn't about white people or those people or these people. It was about me. Yeah. And am I being grateful for everything? Everything that I see, do, say, how many times do I call on my ancestors and just say, thank you? So, so there's this thing that's happening to me right now that is integrating all of this, but the sense of gratitude and understanding and comprehension. You have to surround yourself with the kind of people you want to be, not the stuff you want to have. People, if you ask them who they want to be, they'll tell you what they want to have. Right, right. And, and if you don't know who you are, you don't know what you want. Ooh, you really, I love I that. I mean, when I, I was 12, I wanted to marry Michael Jackson. <laughs> so glad I grew up. Right, right, right. So right. You cannot let your 12-year-old self dictate your 50-some-year-old wow. self. Wow. You can't. You have, your desires should grow. Your inspiration should grow. Your ideas should grow. And as they grow, you know, I have people who were mentors to me. 
they can't be my mentors anymore because they're still saying, well, I think you didn't that far enough. That, that, that you. I had mentors who told me that the Lord didn't want me to leave to go to college. Wow. And I was like, wow, there's two lords? <laughs> Clearly you're not talking to the one I'm talking to. Oh, so wow. That's you a... have to be willing to say, I love you, you love me, but there's some things here that, that I need somebody who can see a little bit further than you can right now. I love saying that. And you say what you just said. I love saying to people, sometimes some people you got to leave behind. Not that you don't love them, but they are stuck there. They have they have decided to camp out. In my book, I got three kind of people. They're, they're the, the campers, the climbers, and the quitters. The quitters look at the situation and say, the mountain in front of them, I'm quitting. That's too big. The campers, they go up the mountain. They get to base camp and they get there and they stay there for 40 years. They have put yeah. their sticks in the ground and they're happy. But the climbers, they get to base camp, they re renew, refresh, and then they yeah. say, there's a there's a summit I'm going to go. Well, there's a lot of snow up there. There's an avalanche maybe. Yeah. But you, the ones like you are climbing because, you know, the summit is where you get close to God. Come on, somebody. There's a so I do this thing at my house on Sundays with young professionals, and it's called a dinner and a doc, and it's documentaries. I love so that. So we cook a homemade meal, we we watch a documentary, and my neighbors say, "Are you having that United Nations meeting again?" Because <laughs> it looks like the United Nations is meeting at my house, and and we'll watch a documentary. There's a really good documentary called The Documentary, and I think it's on PBS, and it's about ducks. Wow. And most, you know, like we, we pass ducks, we don't think anything of ducks. Ducks are amazing. Most ducks will eat whatever's off the top of the water. They just skim. Some will flip down. You'll see them flip down. Their butt goes up in the air, and they'll eat what's underwater. But there's a deep duck dive. They go to the bottom because the most nutritious food is all the way down. Mm. And most people are not willing to do a deep dive in their own self. Wow. Woo. They're not willing to go in to see who they are, how they are, what they're called to be. But we keep collecting things and stuff and thinking that the more stuff I have around me, the better I am or the better I look or the better I become Ooh. when truly every treasure you desire was hidden within you. And you have to do a deep dive within yourself. Willie, the fact that you do this on a regular, you're going inside of yourself and then sharing it with others. Amen. Then that you will share this book, Think and Grow Rich, share it with people so that they can look at themselves. I mean, people have been thinking like this forever. Yes. When I listened to these narratives, I pulled out the other day, I made a list of everything that these people had in common. And they were all really great thinkers. They all had great faith. But you know what? The thing that was, there were two things that were amazing. They remembered correctly. Most of us will, you know, get into a hard spot and go, you know what? I'm going to just go back to where I was because it was easier over there. You're not remembering correctly. You, the children of Israel, saying at least we had food when we were enslaved. <laughs> they don't remember the real deal. They don't remember. And all of these people were like, you know what? I'm cold. I'm hungry. I, I can barely walk. The dog bit me. I got shot. But I do remember what that plantation life was like. And I ain't going back. Woo! 
you know, remembered correctly. I love yeah. that because you like the people. You know the people who say, "Oh, the good old days." You remember yes. how good the good old no, days? No, and, no, it ain't no, no, no such no. thing. We're gonna take a quick break. I want to come back because we got more to come with Bertice Berry, Doctor Bertice Berry, and she's gonna tell you some tips that she teaches her students as well as others in her speeches that will help you. This is Doctor Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show, and for sure, your best is yet to come. Lord, since I met you, since I met all this changed in the blink of an eye. Now all my heart wants to do is fly. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life, and I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500, and that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire. wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. Berry, sociologist, lecturer, 
best-selling author, television personality, uh, philanthropist. Mother. Mother. She, tell, real quick, tell them about the fact that you, you took a brood of children. I was praying for love, and my mother called and said I had to take my sister's three children. I hung up, I called my friend, said I was praying for children. What happened? She said, with God, you need to be more specific. (laughs) (laughs) So I prayed again, God, a man. Um, So I I have five adopted children. Wow. Um, They're all grown now. They're all wonderful. I've put many, many more through school. I have um, taken on kids who age out of the foster system. Um, I've you know, always had a room in my house for a graduate student. Wow. So that, you know, it's just a part of who I am and what I do. So let's get to these tips. Yeah, First yeah. Of all, so you go. Whenever you're learning, whenever you're seeing, whenever you're doing anything, um, especially when you're approaching something new, clean your filter. Clean um, your I, filter. Go ahead. I learned through the head injury that we live our life through scripts. And, you know, Willie, mistakes don't happen because we're new at something. They happen because we've become comfortable with it. Mm. So you have to clean your filter. Um, It's the thing that collects every negative thing that's ever happened. And most times we see through that. So I love when you're talking about this one minute to change your perspective. It can happen in that one minute changing your perspective. Your perspective is everything that happened to you negative, you holding on to it and looking at everything new that same way. Wow. And so that one minute... Do it through gratitude, but not gratitude for someone else. Take a moment and remember when someone was thankful for you. Wow. It literally charges yourself. The feeling that you'll get when someone comes to tell you, you totally changed my life. I got a letter in the middle of the night. I was struggling to write, and it's like it's time to go to bed. And this email popped in, and this woman said, I read your book, and it changed my life, and I want you to know I'm a best-selling author now, and I'm sending you a book. Wow. And, 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 and that kind of thing, you get chills when you think about it and you let go of this old stuff so that you can go into a new thought, a new lesson. Learn and allow the world to be your teacher. Allow everything to inspire you. Everybody can't mentor you, but everybody can inspire you. You have to have eyes for inspiration. Yes. Um, the scientific methodology is real. Facts are real. They matter. You can't just get up and wing it. You really have to study to show yourself approved. So put in the grease, put in the time, put in, the, put in what it takes to do what it does, what it needs to do. Have good financial advice around you for whatever decision you make. In fact, if you go to York Traditions Bank, I think it's York Tradition, yeah, York Traditions Bank. They have on their website, um, uh, it's, it's women's traditions, it's her traditions. They have personality types, financial personality types. Wow. I love it because it shows you who you are, why you are, shows you your strengths, shows you your shortcomings. And it's good to know who you are so that you, you, you can't be taken down. Yeah, if you don't know who you the, the best thing a salesperson can hear is, I'm just looking. When you walk in and they say, can I help you? You go, I'm just looking. Like, oh, you don't know what you want. I can sell you anything. Mm. So if you don't know what you want, if you don't know who you are, you have to have an outline. You have to have a plan. You know, don't worry about your 10-year plan because think the world will change in six. Mm. master that five years 
look down the road. That was the last thing, the last variable that I was going to say that all of these people who were enslaved had in common. They played the long game. Wow. They played the long game. They knew that that freedom was coming, and they said, if not for me, for my children, if not for my children, for their children. We have to learn to play the long game. It doesn't mean that I don't get to do what I want to do now or have what I want to have now, but the difference between um, successful and people who keep planning on the same thing is deferred gratification. The ability to put off what you want to work on what you need. Woo! Come on, somebody. <laughs> and if you can do that in a marriage, in a relationship, in a classroom, in a business, we're going to put this down the road and work on what we need. You, know, you will realize. That's so good. I got good. my PhD at 26. Yes. And I remember thinking, if I hustle and do this real quick, I have the rest of my life to play. Wow. And my family, my friends were like, are you still not making no money? You still in school? You still doing this? You still doing that? I was like, it's okay. It's all right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But when I come out, and even when life changes, I mean, I went from teaching to comedy. My friends made so much fun of me. And then they got together, and they came to me, and they said, We've been making fun of you <clears throat> behind your back. How crazy is it that you would earn a Ph.D. and leave academia to go do comedy like you're a joke? And they said, but then we realized when we got together and talked, one person said, but you know what? She helped me out of a tough jam. And then somebody else said, she helped me too. Then they all realized, and they said, we realize you're the only one that has any money to help all of us. <laughs> <laughs> so people will not be able to see your vision. They're not supposed to. It's your vision. Your vision. Mm. And too often we want everybody else to see our vision. They can't. It's your vision. You have to operationalize it, conceptualize it, and operationalize it. And then when you make it a reality, everybody will see it. Ooh, that's exactly but right. When it's in that vision stage, it's your vision. Keep it close to your vest. Keep it very close to your heart. And then when you start to fine-tune it and it's so good that it, it'll work, somehow you really can do taxes in a barbecue stand, then... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I want either one. But then when people can see it happening, you don't have to explain yourself. Right. And, um, and, and that's what happened with my friends. They didn't, I didn't have to explain myself to friends or family. My sister said one day to me, um, she was living in a house that, that I got her, and I was saying something, you know, I was going against my own rules, and I was like, I, I just, I re, I'm writing this book, and I see this, and I think it's going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and then this, and she said, well, that's, a, that's just a dream. And I was about to kind of crawl inside myself. And then I looked at her and I said, you know what? You're standing in the middle of my dream. Mm. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and we have to, you can't avoid naysayers. You can't hate the naysayer. 
you have to understand that they can't see your vision. They're That's right. Supposed. That's right. They're not supposed to. And and look, here's what we find, though. And I wrote it in my Only Takes a Minute to Change Your Life book that people, the naysayers, will tell you what you can't do, what's not possible, until you do it. And then they say, oh, I saw it all along. Oh, I knew you could, oh, you know. They, they come yeah. out of the woodwork with, yeah. and what you have to do is say, God bless you. But that, you know, I remember that sometimes I've got to keep my my thoughts in a perspective that y'all just couldn't see what I saw. They just couldn't right. see it. And so Oh, but they'll tell you they could not only did they see it, they knew that you were gonna do that. <laughs> you I knew you did that all along. In fact, I'm the one that told you to do it. All of that. <laughs> and by then you you know, you moved to another city. So uh, <laughs> after hearing too often. <laughs> Where can people reach you? Where can they get your materials? Where can they access you know, it? I'm I'm like everywhere, but you can go to BertiseBerry.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, Dr. Bertice Berry. You can go to any of those places. You can go to Indie Indie Designs. I also have uh, a retreat center. We do retreats. I mean, when I think about <laughs> all the crazy stuff that I do, it all comes together because it's all about purpose. It's about it's purpose. About What's the thing people. you say? You got a quote about purpose. When you walk with purpose, you collide with destiny. There you go. When um, you walk and, with purpose, you collide with destiny. Yeah, just do what you're supposed to do. Do what you're here for, and you will see those moments of, oh, my God. How did this? You know, I'm sitting here. In my backyard looks like a park that I used to go to as a child. And I used to say as a child, I wish I lived in a place like this. And th and that's my backyard. It looks like that, the river running through, the whole piece. And when I, I, I every morning I come out and I look and I just, God, your mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Yes. And God reminds me, little girl, that was your dream. Wow. Wow. That was your dream. And you're living your dream. And I'm folks, living it and, and, and then dreaming again. There you uh, go. <laughs> you I know. cannot thank you enough. You are just incredible. You are wonderful. No wonder the people are raving about you when you finish speaking all online. They just say she's she was life-changing. I just am grateful for the one and only Dr. Bertice Berry. Thank you, my sister. I am so grateful for you. I am you. Thank you for holding up the mirror and letting me see who I am. Well, Thank you're just Thank incredible. You. Folks, follow her at Bertise Berry, Dr. Bertise Berry, and get her stuff, get her books. Follow her, and when you hear her coming to your city, go see her. If you want more info on the free gift I'm giving, the Think and Grow Rich, go to willyjolly.com slash gift. willyjolly.com slash gift. Oh, better go get that gift. Better go get it. Now, if you're married, you want to get a marriage book, get my marriage book uh, with my wife, Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, go to jollymarriage.com. Let me tell you something, Willie. <laughs> Y'all better get that book. <laughs> Because all I got for you is a song that I wrote after my divorce. It's called If I Shot You When I Met You, I'd Be Out of Jail by Now. <laughs> Get the book. <laughs> Get the book. I love Bertice Berry. <laughs> Folks, I want to thank y'all for staying with us, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. You listened to Dr. Willie Jolly, my special guest with Bertice Berry. And for sure, your best is yet to come. Have a great week on purpose. God bless you. So many
Podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.